0: Proceed. So uh, all set. Good afternoon, everybody. We are on Madison City Channel, so we would urge everyone to uh, use your microphones, and City Channel will control the microphones for us for the question and answer portion of this evening's uh, presentation. So, as you all know, we're here for a presentation from our finance department. The presentation is Fostering a Data-Driven Culture. They're going to cover a number of topics. And without further ado, Finance Director Dave Schmidke.
1: Uh, Thank you Mike Uh, and thank you all of you for being here today and the opportunity to talk to you about um, our efforts around fostering a data-driven culture and what we're calling strategic management and also our um, upcoming engagement with uh, the What Works Cities initiative. Um, With me today you know Laura Larson, our budget manager who's been uh, spearheading this effort as well as as Kara Kratowicz, the city's uh, data um, projects coordinator. Um, So strategic management, uh, what does that mean? It really is about uh, the framework that guides where we're going. Um, uh, How are we going to get there? Where are we going? And um, a big part of that is quality is at the heart of everything we're doing, sort of continuous improvement. And we have to have a budget process and data management that helps us uh, put that framework together and move forward towards success. Uh, As you are all aware, we have a history of innovation um, in the city uh, with um, our uh, efforts around open data uh, and the open data portal. Um, All of the uh, sort of interactive uh, work that we do with uh, committees and the opportunities that we provide for our residents to um, uh, engage in city processes. Um, The uh, racial equity and social justice initiative, which is really the impetus for what you see here with a data driven culture and the um, interest in setting priorities and creating the outcomes focused budget. And our efforts around Madison Measures really trying to get a sense of how do we, what is the mission of each of our agencies, how do we connect data to that mission, how do we um, measure uh, how we're doing. So outcome budgeting is really this next step um, to build on that uh, continuous improvement efforts of the past and our interest in transparency throughout all that we do. What is a data-driven culture? Well it's about setting not only priorities but clear priorities that we can actually measure so we know how we are doing. Uh, We have to promote uh, access to our data that's not uh, just uh, within departments but across departments and uh, as well as outward to the public. So we have to do more with moving to um, understanding what our data is, where it is, how to access it, and how to make it uh, more available. When we talk about our operations and how we do our business every day and how our business relates to our customers, our residents, businesses, and so on, data has to be a major part of that and how we make our decisions and how we know we're providing um, good service. Um, And leadership is around um, asking the questions that takes our analysis uh, deeper, gives gives us a deeper understanding of what it is we're trying to do and accomplish and we have to have the analytical products formed by that data to get us towards some good decisions and maybe spending more time on analysis than we do spending time on creating reports that may not actually be implemented or get us um, toward the success we're seeking. So we've been talking about strategic management. We talked about that triangle a couple of slides earlier. And why are we doing this? So we are. This is all around. Are we and how do we focus our efforts on um, delivering the outcomes that matter the most to our residents? So, we have to build that citywide framework of strategic management that we talked about. We have to um, identify clearly what our city services are, organize those services around the framework, uh, and then once we have that, we have to identify performance standards. How do we know? Where do we want to be and how we're doing with, uh, with what we're doing and use that to gauge our progress. And then use data to track how we're moving towards those standards and use it in a consistent and disciplined way. So these efforts are about taking, in some instances, what are ad hoc systems or processes. How do we find where they interact? and setting up the principles so that we know that what we're doing, what we're moving for, how we're allocating our resources, for example, and that it becomes the way we do business, not an additional thing we all have to try to do, but it is the way that we do our business every day. We put our budgets together. We implement our budgets um, and we know how we're doing uh, in terms of services. So our old way is we collect data in an ad ad hoc manner or we store it in an ad hoc manner. Only one person knows where that data is or we're holding data in five different places in the organization. That's repetitive and we're moving towards proactive data collection. That's a major element, particularly in the early stages of our strategic management effort. As I said, we have data that might be stored around the organization that no one else knows about and might be helpful in um, how other parts of the organization um, are trying to deliver their services. We move towards how do we think about data in an enterprise uh, manner and, and apply it in an enterprise manner. And then rather than having individual goals for individual agencies, what are our goals um, as a city? How do we function across agencies um, in, a, uh, in a cooperative way? So uh, we're just going to show a little um, video here uh, that kind of gives you a sense about you know, what we really need to focus on with data. And um, maybe it's uh, here we go. So we'll just take a couple minutes on this.
2: A lot of governments are talking about performance, and they should be, but many of them make it more complicated than the In this video, I'll show you some of the words people use to talk about performance and boil it down to what it's really all about. Take this one sentence about the imaginary city of Springfield. They want to enhance public safety by increasing the amount of protected bike lane miles. It seems pretty straightforward, but performance managers can take a sentence like this and complicate it pretty quickly. Take a look. The first part, enhanced public safety, is often referred to as the strategic objective, the priority, the outcome, or the goal. All words used pretty interchangeably. The second part, all Springfield residents, are usually called the customers, the residents, the community, citizens, or stakeholders. The third section about the Springfield Department of Transportation, or SDOT, tells you who the owner is or the responsible department. I've even seen some people call it the accountable executive. The fourth section, increased protected bike lane miles, that's the action. That's the activity. Or it's the initiative. Or, you guessed it, it's the goal. The fifth section, which is a subset of the fourth, protected bike lane miles, is often thought of as the measure, the metric, the indicator or the Key Performance Indicator, or KPI. Finally, the last part, by 5% in 2016. Think of that as the target, the result, the outcome, or here it is again, the goal. To make matters even more complicated, the whole thing is sometimes referred to as the Key Performance Indicator, or KPI. Or it's just called the goal, or it's called a strategic goal because it has context with it, And in a lot of places, this whole thing is called the performance measure. Now, words matter, and everywhere you go, people have slightly different ways of describing this stuff. None of these word choices are wrong, and there's nothing bad happening here. And if you work somewhere where everyone agrees on the language and the construct through which performance is viewed, then congratulations, that's an awesome step in the right direction. But if you work somewhere else, Where the louder voices in the room are still arguing over goals versus indicators or there's more time spent disagreeing about whether something is an indicator or a key indicator or people can't decide whether to call the increase a target or a goal or people are just confused by the whole darn thing then take a step back because in that situation folks are spending far too much time on semantics and not enough time on substance and there's an easier way take the same sentence and just use more precise language that gets to the heart of what we're all chasing, a better performing government and a better life. Decide what you're trying to achieve. In this case, we want a safer public. Decide who you're doing it for. Sometimes residents aren't the only beneficiaries. Sometimes employees are. Make it clear who's responsible for making progress and make it clear what their contribution will be. In this case, more miles of protected bike lanes. Always be clear exactly how you're measuring progress. You won't be happy until there's a 5% increase and make it clear when you commit to delivering these results. Words are important because they enable us to communicate ideas. GovX encourages cities to quickly establish a performance vocabulary you're comfortable with and then move on. Because when talking about performance, you should usually be talking about how it is improving government services and the lives of people. In other words, focus on the substance, not the semantics.
1: Alright, All right, so I, hopefully that uh, little video gave you a sense of what we're trying to focus on. And uh, words do matter, but our goal is not so much to spend a lot of time on what those words should be, but on what it is we're trying to accomplish And so just to give you a sense of what that strategic framework is, we really are going to have what's called citywide goals, and um, that's an effort that's uh, underway now, and the uh, the council will be engaged in as well. Um, Beneath that, we have outcomes and indicators that help us show how do we get to those goals, and then what are the services that we have to do and deliver, to um, get us uh, towards those goals. And what what feeds into that? The strategies that help us accomplish the outcomes and the way that we measure um, how we are doing. So that's the framework. I'm gonna turn it over to Laura to take us through the next steps.
3: Great, so as we think about these tools uh, for the purpose of this presentation, we've really broken them into three specific tools that we uh, say live in our innovation toolbox. Um, so we first have our framework, which is what are we trying to accomplish, how are we going to measure it so that we know when we get there, and how are we going to adjust as we go. Uh, technical assistance, that's specifically our work with What Works Cities, so how are they going to support us where we're going, and then how are we assessing our data, what we what do we know that we know right now and and how do we know that information so as we walk through each of these tools we've provided you all with a binder that that I'll walk through in this presentation but there's also additional information uh, that you can pursue at your leisure uh, as I'm sure many of you think about these things in all your free time uh, so the first, the first one is uh, building our framework. Uh, what are these goals? What are we trying to accomplish in order uh, as we try to achieve outcomes for our residents? So. The reason that this really matters is that we have a lot of things going on in the city um, and that we need all of those efforts to be rowing in the same direction in order to make meaningful progress. So when we talk about um, addressing the barriers that exist uh, around racial equity and, and how do we make sure that all of our services are being provided in a more equitable way, we need to make sure that whether your job is plowing snow or being a police officer or managing community development contracts, you know exactly what your role is and what we as the city are trying to accomplish. And so what we want to do is use these uh, these goals to be the framework by which we think about our city services so that um, no matter where you are in the organization, you know exactly uh, what you're trying to advance uh, and where you're going towards. So here's an example that uh, comes to us uh, from Tacoma, Washington. So they have a goal around human and social needs. And so you can see that within that area, they are trying to uh, drive three outcomes. They're trying to um, increase housing security, reduce poverty, uh, and improve access to services. And uh, they have three very clear ways that they are going to measure how well that they're doing. Another example uh, we have uh, also from Tacoma, Washington uh, is around their health and safety goals. So again, we can see their community priorities are um, around improving neighborhood safety, increasing active living, improving overall health. And then you can see that there are very tangible ways that we'll know when we are, are reaching that goal or when we're advancing that in the right way. The other thing that Tacoma has done here um, is that they've taken uh, and created an equity statement for each one of their goals. So uh, they are really trying to make it very apparent that if you're providing a service that falls in this umbrella, this is what um, equity means to you at a high level. And then obviously that gets uh, translated down at a more granular level uh, for specific services. Another example comes out of Baltimore, and what you see here this is their cleaner city um, goal and one thing uh, that we can pull from an example here is really articulating why this is important so a cleaner city may have uh, resonate with staff uh, or folks who work for the city there in Baltimore, but it doesn't have a lot of meaning for outsiders and it certainly doesn't have a lot of meaning for residents so when we go through this work, we really want to make sure that we are keeping our resident hat on and making sure that we're defining what it is we're trying to say in a way that's very relatable uh, for them. And so these, um, these vision statements really articulate where are we trying to go uh, within this uh, realm of service delivery. So how is this process going to go? Dave mentioned um, that management in the city is currently uh, engaged in a process to uh, define citywide goals. And within those goals, what's really the meat and what really provides the context for what we're trying to do are the outcomes and indicators that fall underneath of that. So let's say we have um, a citywide goal around stronger neighborhoods. Uh, That on its own doesn't mean a lot, but what is meaningful is that we are trying to foster private development and so perhaps we'll be looking at the number of permits that are issued or we're trying to make sure that No residents are spending more than a certain uh, portion of their median income on housing, and so we're really trying to drive affordable housing. It's those outcomes that are um, going to provide context, uh, not only for our residents, but also for the managers who are trying to think of initiatives and uh, how they can align their service delivery with what we're trying to do as an organization. So once we have um, a draft of what that framework will look like, then there will be an engagement process with alders and residents where we will all work together to you know to analyze and evaluate did we get it right it, does this have um, it, does this accurately reflect the pulse of our community right now are these the outcomes that matter um, most to our residents and there will be a feedback loop there uh, where we'll be asking people to provide lots of insight and um, really challenge our assumptions so that uh, we can come up with the best framework possible and then finally when it's all complete that'll be formalized via a resolution so that's a big body of work and so we are incredibly fortunate to uh, be uh, part of the What Works Cities engagement, which is our second tool, uh, technical assistance. Um, so What Works Cities was formed in uh, 2015. Uh, it's funded through Bloomberg. And uh, the way that the initiative works is that there are five partner organizations that are partnering with cities, helping them to leverage data in order to improve their decision-making so that they can improve the lives of their residents. So the five partner organizations are Results for America, uh, who they do a lot of this big-picture work for the initiative, uh, the Center for Government Excellence, which is through John's Hopkins, the Sunlight Foundation, which is an organization out of D.C. focused on open data efforts, Uh, the Harvard Kennedy School, who's working with uh, local jurisdictions around how can you drive outcomes through the procurement process, and the behavioral insights team uh, that is really focused on how can we be doing low-cost evaluation to get a sense in real time if we're making an impact uh, around these strategies that we hope are driving our outcomes. So we just want to show another really quick video about some of the work uh, that has already happened um, through this initiative and other places.
4: We are all absolutely thrilled to welcome you all to the first What City Summit. We have 130
5: city leaders
4: from 51 cities around the country. Together, we're advancing a movement you all began to help cities identify
5: and implement programs that work. Cities have a lot more in common one with another, I think, than they have differences. This use of data and evidence really makes our citizens and those who are connected to our cities more powerful. We're just at this point in history where things are changing so
4: quickly, so technology is really shaping the way we live and work, and it's changing the rules of the game, and so to be able to be part of um, driving that change is really
2: important to me. Face-to-face interaction is really irreplaceable, and so when people know each other and trust each other, then ideas fly in a way that you really can't replicate online. Using data and being able to show the data uh, changed what could have been perceived as something that is subjective to something that is just openly objective. Many issues in our community, there's an
0: emotional element, uh, and I think data and evidence can help quell that somewhat and provide people an objective set of criteria in order to make good decisions.
5: We have a citizen satisfaction survey that we use four times a year, once at the end, and it gives us a huge amount of data. I think whenever we're doing this stuff, we really need
2: to keep citizens at the top of the list. We're going to think strategically, but we're going to
6: act tactically. I would really love to hear more from uh, the entire room what people think actually works. The one thing you learn about data is that the hardest part is making the commitment to collect it. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it.
0: We think cities are where it's at. 50% of the people in the world live in cities, go into it 70%. If we generate electricity a 1,000 miles away and it pollutes the air, the energy
5: is used in the city. So the problems come from the city and the solutions come from cities.
6: I think you have to kind of ask yourself, where are you going to have the most impact? And, and cities are where it's at. I'm
4: so excited to be able to. We've shared this moment as we think about what we've
7: accomplished, but also as we think about all of the potential of this great network. You've got to figure out
5: what works, and that's what
2: we're going to try to help you do. On behalf of everyone in this room, uh, a sincere thank you for making cities a priority at Bluebird Plants.
3: So as part of the premise uh, in what you saw there is that we're really trying to make investments and in having information that are da- that's, data- that's data-based so that we can really know the impact of what we're trying to do. So um, within your handouts in the first section, uh, there's a one-pager on What Works Cities, and on the first page there you see what is called the What Works Standard, and it's really these four steps of commitment, measure, take stock, and act, and this is the standard uh, Uh, That all of the projects that go through What Works Cities really take on this lens of we're going to commit to measuring this data. We're going to commit to understanding what's going on. We're going uh, to measure our progress. We're going to take stock in driving that progress. And we're going to act and make changes where we need to. So as I mentioned, uh, Madison is now a part of the program. So we were announced last Monday. um, And so with uh, the group that we came in with uh, last Monday, they are now at 55 cities. And so the goal of the initiative is to work with 100 mid-sized cities um, over the next couple of years. And so you can see here just some of the progress um, and uh, accomplishments that they've made in the first year of engagement. The really great thing about What work Cities is that they're very focused on projects that have clear deliverables and uh, where they can come in, get cities going, kind of light a spark around work that's already ongoing, uh, and see the product uh, within a very short timeline. And so when we look at what's going to happen with Madison, there's going to be two projects that they're going to be focused on with us. Um, and these are all going to take place uh, during the first four months of January. So the first project is going to be be a relaunch of our open data program, which I'll talk a little bit about more in a couple minutes. And the second is around performance management. And so through this work, we'll be partnering with three of the partner organizations, the Center for Government Excellence through Johns Hopkins, the Sunlight Foundation, and then Results for America will be providing sort of some high-level insight. One thing I just want to touch on here is that Perhaps what is most valuable out of this work, and you saw in that video, there's tremendous cities who are part of this work and uh, tremendous cities who are, uh, you know, really experimenting and coming up with uh, all sorts of creative ways to deal with challenges that cities are focused, are, are facing. And one of the things that's really emphasized uh, for cities who are participating is to network with other folks who um, are part of the initiative. And so we've already found we're being able to connect with our peers who are doing some work in other parts of the country really is putting us ahead in terms of having access to tools and resources that have been proven to work that we can adapt to what we're trying to do here in Madison. So I really think that this just puts us on the fast track to do a lot of work that we've been talking about for a while here. So uh, the first project that I mentioned uh, was open data, and like I said, we'll be working with Sunlight. And really the goal here is to uh, put some structure and process around our existing open data ordinance, and so to provide some guidance uh, to city staff and some support and resources in order to um, be putting out data sets that are timely and relevant to residents. And so Kara's going to be talking in a couple minutes about how we're already um, working on this project projects by doing a data set inventory where we're trying to get a sense of what data are we collecting, how could we warehouse that and put that out onto our open data portal so that it can be used uh, by our residents for, for all sorts of things. The second project is around performance management, and this is really um, going to be supporting us as we build out those goals, indicators, and outcomes that we talked about, but also providing us with training materials and resources for how do we translate that to our staff. So it's really wonderful to have a strategic plan that lays out all of these things that we say that we're going to do, and you know we can throw in lots of buzzwords there to make ourselves feel good. But what really matters is to make sure that it means something to our managers and to our staff who need to go and do something with it and translate that into annual work plans into budget proposals and so I think what is really going to be the most value-added out of this project are the trainings and tools and resources uh, that we will be able to provide to city staff in terms of how do we think about our services in the context of the outcomes that we're trying to accomplish and how do we translate that into meaningful performance measures not necessarily counting how much we do but really our Are we having an impact on our customers? Um, And so we'll be working very specifically with a pilot agency that we've not yet identified, and then we'll, after the 120 days, uh, we'll be taking that out to other parts of the city. So I will turn it over to Kara to talk about our third and final tool, uh, the data set inventory.
7: So as Laura mentioned, the community of practice of What Works Cities has become important to us even prior to being announced as a What Works City. So we began the process of applying in February, and I quickly started looking at the list of cities who were already participating in the program and started doing outreach to understand some of the best practices that they were trying to implement through their initiatives. And one of the common threads that I found through these cities was a data set inventory. Help us get to understand our data better as managers so we can know what we're trying to manage, identify where we have gaps in what we're collecting, and really try to work towards sharing that information across the organization. Organization. When I pitched this first to managers, it was really like talking about how do you onboard new employees to understanding what you do in your organization? What is that? process that you go through and most people talk about, we kind of just throw people in there, but think about if you had a more structured approach to looking at all of the data sources that are housing all of your data, the major data sets that you are using to manage within those data sources and then who are the key points of contact that are associated with those data sets and a whole list of information that we think is important for helping us better understand what we're managing towards in the city. In addition to that, by tracking this Information, We believe that we can better share information across the organization so that engineering knows what planning is tracking and that if there's common information that they would like to be using from one another, they can tap into those data sets by having it tracked in a place that people can access that information across the city. And on top of that, it's going to help us relaunch our open data program. It is a component of the 120-day initiative, and so we will look to complete this in March of this year. So this is a three-step process that we've identified based on the San Francisco model. And the first step in the process is to really think through all of the data sources that we have. We want to really get an exhaustive list of where are we housing all of this data, where are we getting it from, and who are the key points of contact associated with that. There isn't a good handle on this right now. It's siloed within each agency, but we need a more comprehensive view of what that looks like for the city of Madison. On top of that, we need to identify all the data sets within. Now, what do you see up here is just an example of a brainstorm that the assessor went through. So we've started early with both public health and the assessor's office to go through this process to start to brainstorm first what of your data sources and then what's within those that are the major data sets that you're managing. And they had a really great process map that they created where they were tracking where multiple sources are contributing to a singular data set and what they're using that for. So there is um, multiple avenues by which agencies can do this and whether or not they wanna draw it out is up to them. This is just a sample of what's going on currently in that process. Um, The third step is really a catalog of information. And the real key point here Um, to me in relaunching the open data is that we're gonna start asking questions about do you already publish this data? What is the demand for this data? If it's a high demand data set, um, and it's not already published, why not? We do ask about data classification as well, things such as public, private, or sensitive information. If that's a public data set with no sensitive information, and it's high demand from the public, and it's not already published on the open data portal, let's our low-hanging fruit, we want to get that out there. And so this process is going to help us track all of the sources of data within the city. It's also going to help us identify all the data sets within that agencies are managing towards to help them understand their business processes. We can also identify what's missing as we work towards that performance measure development. And then we're also going to catalog that information about each data set. This is a tool we've developed based on the San Francisco model that has a lot of drop downs. We actually kicked off a training this past week Wednesday with a point of contact from every city agency and we had excellent turnout. I think just due to health concerns we had two people miss it and I'm following up with them. So people are excited and engaged in this process and we will look to the beginning of March to wrap up what we're learning in this and work with the What Works City folks to apply next steps.
1: So now we turn to um, your role in this and what we see in terms of fostering and encouraging an innovative city. Um, We're just going to show again a short video about, uh, this is the mayor of St. Paul, uh, Mayor Coleman, uh, talking about what they did um, along these lines in St. Paul.
5: When you're the mayor of a northern city, your political fortune rises and falls on how well you plow the streets. And quite frankly, in the city of St. Paul, we were not doing it uh, to my satisfaction or the satisfaction of the residents. So we worked to make sure that, first of all, we understood what our residents wanted. Uh, we then developed a, a text messaging service so that we can text people in four different languages about an upcoming snow emergency. Uh, we developed a mobile app so people knew where to park during the time. Uh, and then we continued to work with our innovation team to make sure that our responses were flexible as necessary to be able to get the job done. I noticed a real difference in the condition of our streets after our snow emergencies this year. And the number of complaints that we received from our residents dropped dramatically. People were really satisfied. The overall cost savings were 20%. But we had a 40% reduction in use of salt during the snow emergency before. We just had uh, an assumption that the streets had been cleared. Now we actually have real data to confirm that. We see great opportunities for even more savings going into the future. We care about what works, and that's why St. Paul is a what works city.
1: Um, oops. So how do we foster innovation? Uh, one way and one element is we really start to rethink um, and recommend new ways of providing services. Um, what do we need to do to get to our outcomes? How do we perhaps ch- have to change what we're doing to take advantage of technology, for example, different ways and channels of communicating with our residents and things like that. We have to go back and take a look at Uh, the what the agencies and others put together in terms of their service proposals to say are we building a budget that best advances all of our outcomes and then finally uh, recommend strategic budgets uh, that do have those measurable indicators to show are we making progress um, towards our outcomes I'm going to run through this very quickly on the future uh, of data how do we bring the initiatives under a shared vision give you some time to ask us questions So outcome budgeting, uh, our anticipated timeline is to try to get that into place for the 2019 budget, which really gives us about a year to do this. And that includes the steps of we have to inventory all the services that the city provides. We then have to take those services and align them with our citywide goals. And then we have to define and develop what are the performance measures that we want for those service levels. And so you can see how we have to sort of go through that process um, of setting priorities, identifying resources, and, and getting into that outcome budgeting approach. We also want to look towards continuous improvement. The What Works Cities initiative will help us develop a performance management program. They will not help us implement it nor train everyone on it. So that is the work that we need to do um, as a city to move us forward. In order to know that we're making progress and, and making improvement, we have to take stock. And you saw that that's a big part of or one of the major building blocks of the What Works Cities effort. And one way that uh, things are taken stock um, is a dashboard like this, Louisville, Um Uh, This is an example from Louisville where they're looking at rezoning. They have data on there. They're measuring how they're doing, what are their issues, how do they need to um, focus uh, on making improvements. And this could be an example uh, for how we do that in Madison. Another way is resident engagement, where we're really geared around um, uh, driving the outcomes that matter most to residents. What are they telling us? What do we need to... um, do and to come and hear from residents where they're at. So Chattanooga uses uh, an approach and performance dashboard. Some cities use budget gains to help um, gauge priorities, and others use you know, social media channels um, around online uh, town halls to solicit feedback. These are a few of many examples that we'll, we will have to um, implement as part of engaging our residents as part of that feedback loop. So that's, we ran through that pretty quickly. Um, that is where you know, we're in the early stages of strategic management, and we have this exciting um, uh, engagement with What Works uh, Cities just a couple months away, and that's what you'll be um, uh, hopefully approving this evening through a resolution, authorizing a memorandum of understanding with What Works Cities so we can move forward on that effort. Questions? I just pressed the mic button.
6: Thank you. Um, thank you guys for your work. It's really exciting. Um, my first qu- yeah, uh, thank you all for your work. I, were you a cameo in there, Karen? That one of the videos, I feel like I saw you. Awesome. Um, <laughs> I didn't see your cameo, Laura. Sorry. <laughs> um, I have a question about the priorities. So the division and department heads are setting their priority, their goals, and I'm just wondering how that fits with a more strategic city-wide goal and vision, and um, I guess this is in some Some ways more of a question for the mayor, but I think it would be really productive for the mayor and the council to help set that vision together so that those departments and divisions know what they're working towards at a kind of overarching level rather than in their specific areas so I wonder if that's part of this plan at all.
1: Um, I guess I want to correct a couple things that you said first of all the Department of Vision heads are not setting goals within their individual agencies that effort we really had to start somewhere so we started with actually a retreat just this past week where we sat down and, and tried to come up with what do we think are, and we came up with six citywide goals those are draft goals those are, um, that's a process that we um, we look to engage the council on, are we headed in the right direction with what those goals are and we'll be doing the same thing with the outcomes beneath those goals and the indicators and so on so it's really uh, an iterative and interactive process in terms of trying to establish what those goals are so we just started with you know the Department of Vision saying okay let's go through a process and see Okay, what do we think that those uh, citywide goals look like and that'll be uh, a process of, of, um, of conversation and communication and, and back and forth on, on are we getting it right what, what should we be doing with that so I think we're consistent with what you're saying there yeah but I do want to emphasize those are not agency specific okay. goals
6: yeah that's That's helpful. I guess the only follow-up would be, can you get a little bit more specific about what the council's role is in setting that, you know, elected leadership. I appreciate staff support and helping to start that conversation. I think that's probably the very appropriate first step, but then what's the, you know, elected leadership and representatives next step?
1: Well, that next step would be, we would bring those draft goals to you and have an engagement and discussion and dialogue around that. How do they need to change? Are they the right you know, have we characterized them correctly? What should those outcomes be beneath that?
6: And when do we expect that to happen? We'll
1: see, the next couple of months. Yeah. Probably within the next couple of months. Okay, thanks.
6: I wasn't clear on who the we um, was that you just referenced in, that went on this retreat.
1: Uh, the department division heads.
6: Okay, and was mayor involved? The Mayor in that? was there. Okay. Yep. Okay, great. Thank you.
1: I would say the mayor led the effort. So, Press the button, I think. I think I'm on. Okay.
4: I stopped blinking. So um, what takes two months? If you have a draft of six, what has to be done with that before we... Are privileged to know what
1: you guys. are Well, thinking. I think we need to um, refine that, um, and I think set up a, a, a basically set up a process to interact with you. You know, how are we going to dialogue around these things? I know to interact to with add? us. Yeah, it'll take a little while. To just talk about the timeline.
3: Um, yeah. So I think we came out of the, we came out of the retreat with a, a draft, and there were a couple that. Um, there, that managers wanted to refine and, and to think through a little bit more. I will just really emphasize what's going to provide a lot of meaning and context is what comes next, is the outcomes and the indicators. And so, I, I you'll certainly see us coming back. I would say, you know, in the in the coming months to talk about, you know, this is here's an informed analysis about what was discussed at the retreat, and here's the next steps of how we'll be building out the outcomes and the indicators. Uh, The reason the report's not available right now is that we're still ironing out some of those next steps. How will we engage staff? How will we engage the community? How are alders going to help lead this effort? um, And ironing out all those first steps so that we can come back with this is what the plan is, is going to be.
4: I'm sorry, I'm still confused. So what I'm hearing is that you've come up with six goals. Two of them need to be ironed out. And then you will develop, develop key measurements and mm-hmm. indicators around that, and mm-hmm. then you're going to involve Consul into how we can well, I would, sell this.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, I, I don't think that uh, we would be waiting until the full framework was developed to bring it back. Um, I would say that uh, when we have the goals uh, more in a final draft that mm-hmm. we're um, then in the coming months that we would come back to those. And then from there, the next step is defining the outcomes and indicators. And, again, that would be an iterative process where we're coming back um, to you to say, you know, here's what we know, where did we get things off, what have we missed, where do we need to put some more focus.
4: And is it generally um, the plan of what works cities to have staff develop this? And not policy makers?
1: Well we're working on two things with What Works Cities. One is a performance management framework. Yep. The other is an open data and so uh, clearly staff will be a big part of that. They're helping us develop what the framework looks like and as Laura said that'll be a process of interacting with you as the council as ideas are put together into some sort of draft form we'll say okay here's what we kind of have some thoughts around performance management what do you think in terms of as you said an elected body about how we're doing with that so it really is meant to be an iterative process the same with i really want to emphasize when we talk about citywide goals they're just it's a draft at this point this idea of here's some ideas and ultimately, what we want to get to through a dialogue process is a resolution that you all would um, play a ma- obviously a major role in uh, that we would adopt and say these are our citywide goals, and then. The work, as Laura said, is very important. Those goals are pretty common between cities, typically five or six goals, safe neighborhoods, strong economy, things like that. The real effort is the outcomes beneath those goals. Right, but I'm being told we're going to be given that, too. No, that'll be an interactive Um, process with the council. We may start with a draft but then we would have dialogue with the council and residents on are these the right outcomes that we're trying to do relative to those citywide goals. Thank you. you just got to press it. I think
8: mine went up. I'm so sorry yep. or whoever that turns, whose turns that was. My light came on. <laughs> so I guess a couple of things. I think that... I would like to have a, a clear, like, timeline plan of the council's involvement because two months is actually, like, our schedule is kind of hectic, as you can imagine. So and this needs really protected time for good dialogue. <laughs> this is too important of a work for us to just get a document and say, hey, what do you think? Does that sound good? And then, you know, so it really needs, and I'm not saying that's what you would do, but I'm just kind of putting it out there that this really needs um, – kind of protected time and discussion, so I guess I'm looking at council leadership to, like, this needs to be planned way in advance. We need to have that time planned already for the next two years, actually, if you know, if it's for the budget of 2019. Whatever it is, it needs to be on people's um, schedule and calendar. And the second piece that I just kind of want to highlight is that we do represent on this council our residents we are elected officials by our residents so when so it, it's really important to it's not just you know we want Shiva's input my input is based on what I hear from my residents mm-hmm. um you know that's what we we are 20 <laughs> we we try to represent smaller group of residents and be in touch with them so I, I i just want the process to be very cognizant of that we're not like we we don't we're not downtown we're downtown now but we just i go back to my neighborhood and trust me like neighbors trick-or-treaters parents (laughs) people have input we hear about it we have neighborhood meetings so we as you're thinking about the process it would help us to know how we can utilize those um, interactions that we have with our residents to also elicit information um, to bring into this process. As opposed to this kind of, there are the residents here, there's the council here, there's staff here. I mean, it's like we, we, are, we are all in touch with those residents. And so what system can we create that really allows us to elicit and, and funnel that information into the, the process? Um, instead of thinking about it as, as these silos as, that are not there, really.
9: Agree with that. So it's my turn. Um, so I, I sort of, a, I'm back and forth on this issue because I've spent an, an hour with these colleagues on like one word. In a, in a resolution. And I really don't want to spend our time on that. So I would, I guess I would rather react to something that you've drafted than for us to come up with it because, quite frankly, our, our rate on that has been almost complete failure. I'm um, just being honest, it has been. So. Um, Almost, I tempered it. The other thing is, I'm really glad. I'm really glad you started with a um, thing about semantics in the beginning because all of some of us have a lot of experience in this realm of performance management. And when I look at like this example on goals and outcomes, like that's not those are not the words that I would use in my in my world. Um, the indicators are outcomes in, in in the way I look at it. And the one thing I would just say is a um, sort of a Um, comment in terms of like what you all are working on when you get to the place when we're talking about indicators like the difference between a lagging indicator and a leading indicator Uh, and Laura, you mentioned that sort of um in in what you did building permits are a leading indicator for economic development like that's what we should be focused on right if because that ultimately is something that in the end has an outcome of more in- increased economic development. And so having really thoughtful discussion as you look through that about what places are appropriate for um, looking at more of a leading indicator approach. And the other thing is the whole idea about the number of goals. So, you know, like Jim Collins and Good to Grade and Covey's machine, um, talk about you know big hairy audacious goals and wildly important goals and I think the research is like really really clear that once you get past three there's diminishing returns on how effective um, success on accomplishing anything on goals is so I think it's good that we start with this bigger set but um, I think we're gonna have to if there's if we're talking citywide and there are many many multiple components The more goals we're focused on, the higher degree of failure we're going to have. So I think it's good to start with that, but I think then, like what they did with economic development strategy, they went and said, here are really where we're going to focus. And then when we accomplish a certain realm and we define that, then we'll sort of look at other things. But I think if we do six or seven things, we're going to lose sight of the
1: I think that's a really good point and I, th- I guess I want to emphasize the framework we're starting with. How we operationalize that from one year to the next we might say we're going to focus on two goals this year or something like that and that could be a way of um, You know, and other cities have done it that way.
3: And I think one thing that is going to really be beneficial out of this approach is really to provide that focus. You know, these are the things that we are most focused on uh, that we want to accomplish. And I think when we look at other uh, jurisdictions that have pioneered the way in some of this work, they're really seeing that three or four years later. You know, if they really focused on infant mortality and how are we going to address that, and let's be really laser-focused about where we're making investments in our budget. You know, a couple years later, they're seeing record numbers. Uh, in the positive direction around um, infant birth weight and, and and their mortality numbers. And so I think we uh, the framework may be broad in order to give um, all of our services a place to live um, but it's also going to open a process where in some years some things might be more important than others and I think that it also, that will just provide direction to our managers to say I know that my service might not be the most important this year but I have a role to play in this bigger picture and if I don't play my role we won't achieve that thing that we've collectively agreed on is very important
9: Thank you
10: I think I'm next Um,
9: uh, first of
10: all I join my colleagues in uh, being excited about the direction of us looking at really citywide goals this is phenomenal Uh, but I want to come back to this building Madison's framework where it starts out with Develop draft goals, outcomes, and indicators. And then the next step goes alders and residents provide feedback. And I think I heard you say that um, that... I I want to make sure that that feedback and that input from residents is not on the middle end, but it is a dual purpose where the residents, and um, as we said, we represent residents in our district. So that exchange of information should be at the beginning as you formulate and I might have misheard the, the six goals that you stated, they're fluid. I mean, you had to start someplace, but it's very critically important that we engage in formatting or forming what those goals are, and so I'd like to have us move, and that's the timeline I think that people were asking for, is when do we and our constituents get engaged in formalizing what those goals ultimately will be. Thank you.
1: There you go. Um, yeah. Right. Um, thank you, first of all, for all the work you've done so far. It's really exciting. Actually, my question is actually for council leadership. Um, I'm just curious if you've been involved in the discussions and part of the discussions of planning on the process so far. And if not, I guess I'm asking or requesting that you, you know, on behalf of the council, insert yourself into that. I know Shiva sort of touched on that, just for our benefit, so we know. So there's some back and forth, and we know um, where things are at. And then I think that timeline and those dates are are important for all of our schedules going forward so thanks
0: thank you I'll, I'll, I'll respond to Alder person Fair thanks for the question I was going to chime in at the end and, and say a few remarks but but I'll say, say that now that to answer your direct question uh, Alderperson Person Rommel and I have not been directly involved with the finance staff on this Initiative at all yet. There have been like hallway conversations saying it's coming, the resolution is coming. Uh, You know, we were selected by Bloomberg Philanthropies, that sort of thing. But we have not had a sit down conversation yet in terms of what the Common Council's formal role will be with this exciting initiative and we look forward on behalf of Alderperson Romual I'd say that we are eagerly looking forward to that conversation we should try to get a meeting scheduled as soon as possible Um, our schedules fill up quite quickly as you can imagine uh, and I would certainly uh, concur with the statements that have been made by my colleagues in terms of the importance of the council's role in this as elected policymakers. Um, I was aware of the division department had retreat at Olbert Botanical Gardens the other day, but that was about it. I knew that there was a retreat and, and uh, you know that was about all that, that I knew. I knew that that the process was starting with that retreat, uh, and that we would be engaged starting with our presentation this evening, uh, that we're in the midst of now. So, again, not to be overly repetitive, but but I want to assure each and every one of my colleagues that that council leadership will will do everything we can to uh, uh, ensure that that we're well represented in this process, that our voices are heard, our constituents' voices are heard, and that we, um, most most importantly, get dates in everyone's calendar as soon as possible because we know that that's a Herculean task um, much of the time to, to have that so-called protected time.
4: Thank you. I think I'm back on. So what I didn't say before is thank you. I mean, we've been talking about this for a couple years, so I'm really excited to see it. So if I seem a little bit skeptical, it's like, oh, it's here, and so what are all of the, how's all this going to fit together? Um, I do agree with um, Alder King, though, and everything I've ever been a part of, you know, whittling things down to a few things instead of six because it's just, and a few things can permeate over, all departments, right? So I would encourage you to do that. But as I'm sitting here, one of the questions I have is how is there any way and now Attorney May the wizard is here, so maybe he can help with us if necessary, um how this work, because it's a tremendous amount of work and a tremendous opportunity for our city to really become focused around a couple of things and have everyone kind of you know, gathering and marching to a few different goals. How does this work, this initiative, live beyond administrations?
1: Well, that's really what we're trying to do by saying it's a framework. You know, it's something that we embed in everything that we do. It's the way we do business. It's not something new that's going to add on to everything we're currently doing. It's really, I really would sort of put that to you as a body as well. How are you doing business? You know, how do you want to incorporate your business into making sure that we are thinking in a citywide manner? You know, we are thinking across agencies. We do have clear outcomes and we're trying to use data in making our decisions. So I think that's a it's what we all have to sort of embrace around this is the way the city is going to do business in the future. And that's how I think you, you make it.
4: Just embedded in.
3: Yep. And I, so uh, Mayor Nutter, Michael Nutter from Philadelphia, spoke on that issue Um when we were at the summit last April, and one thing that he really pushed home was, as you do this work, you have to make it so valuable that the people who come after you can't get rid of it. And so that was always the, what he challenged his um, administration and other elected officials worked in Philadelphia, and I think that really resonates with what we're trying to do.
1: Time. Oh, are we out of time? Yeah, we're almost out of (laughs) time. Okay. Uh, I'll hopefully be quick. Could you just talk about the, the role of the finance department in this initiative and how that interacts with, for example, the IT department and how involved they are? Are you partners on this? Are they more of a service agency? No, we're definitely partners. I mean, when we talk about data, we have a data team that includes both uh, managers that has IT associated with it. We have a data um, work group that includes members of IT and other departments. So we really are, we may be sort of helping to shepherd the process, but it uh, it is a citywide effort. For example, with the management retreat that we had um, just last Friday, we had a cross-agency group of managers talking about how, do, how should we structure that retreat? How is it, What process, uh, processes should we go through? So we were getting um, ideas from Terrace and their efforts around uh, quality and, and other agencies. So it really, uh, we may be sort of moving it forward because our data projects efforts, it's in finance as well as our budget effort, but it really is a um, uh, a citywide effort, and we're continuing to 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 make that even more so.
0: Great. that's good to hear. Thank you.
4: I just wanted to say um, also thank you for presenting this. But I also appreciate the fact that there are six goals that we can narrow down to two or three. It is so hard when you only present two or three to narrow it down. So I really appreciate that, and thank you for your efforts.
0: And I, I, if I can just interject in closing. Uh my sincere appreciation on behalf of the entire council for this exciting initiative and looking at the clock that's probably about all I should say is thank you all and we look forward to working with you each and every one of you further on this thanks a lot. Thank you.